Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week, and regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. I recently put out a question on my Instagram stories asking for people to submit questions that we could answer on the show. We haven't done a Q&A episode in a while. I like to just take a bunch of questions that I can quickly burn through and help as many people as we can because if you have a question, I promise you somebody else or many someone else's have the same question. And so we do this from time to time. And so I put out this question and received a lot of answers. Thank you, everybody, who put out questions to us. Um, We're excited to answer them. Now, a couple of them, including this one, they're juicy enough and, and they have enough meat to them that they're just going to get their whole own episode. And so that's one today. One of these came from a friend of mine. And, and I think he is not alone in this because I, I've talked to so many people that have been through this. This is coming. And so here's the question. He said, Travis, I just got out of debt again. How do I stay out once and for all? Now, some of you are listening and you're like, yes, I, I feel this. I've been out of debt several times, but I always seem to find myself back in it. How do we stay out? Because getting out of debt is hard, but staying out of debt is harder. And so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to unpack the things that we need to do in order to stay out of debt once we're out of debt. Because we work too hard to get out to then find ourselves back in, and we can feel defeated and frustrated. We can feel like a failure, or worse, we can just say, screw this. I'm not even going to try anymore. That's where a lot of people get to. And then it just spirals from there. And so here's the first thing we need to do. We get out of debt. We work hard. We sacrifice. We intentionally get out. We need to then stop. We need to first commit to ourselves that debt will never again be an option. And I think this is probably the most important one. Everything I'm about to say is good. I hope, but this is the one that's the most important because this is where the rubber meets the road. It's easy to say, I'm not going to go back in debt when you just achieved this goal of paying off debt. And presumably if you've been paying off debt, things are going reasonably well for you, or you've been intentional enough to make positive movement in your financial life, but that's not how it always works. There will be a dark time. There will be things that happen. Life will, hap- life will happen. We'll get, we'll get punched in the face. And that's the moment that matters. So we need to commit to ourselves that debt will never again be an option. And it reminds me, um, this is a bit personal, but you know what? Let's just talk about it. I remember back when my wife and I were first married, uh, the first year of our marriage uh, was the year, worst year of, of, of our lives, um, the worst year of my life is probably the second worst year of, of Sarah's life. Uh, it was miserable. Our first year of marriage was miserable. And there's a lot that went into that. But we ended up going to counseling. And it saved our marriage. 
It saved our marriage. We've now been married for 12 years. It's been great. But early on, we were in counseling one day, and the counselor looked at me. She was looking at us, but she was talking to me. And she said, she said, as long as divorce is an option, you can never have a good marriage. You have to decide that divorce is never an option. And that was like a light bulb moment for me that, that she was right. As long as divorce was an option, we didn't have to make it right. We didn't have to make it good because there was always an escape route. And so Sarah and I had to commit, like divorce was never going to be an option. And magically, or not, you know, things got better. Because if you decide divorce isn't an option, then we have no choice but to get this thing right because it's going to be a long life if, if divorce isn't an option. And so some of you just might disagree with that, and that's not what this episode is about. But that made a big difference for us. And debt's the same way. As long as debt's an option... We don't truly have to fix things. We don't truly have to get on the right side of this money stuff because we always have an escape route. And so if it's an option, if debt is an option, it will be a used option at some point down the road. So we need to make a commitment to never let debt be an option again. Number two, we need to eliminate the means by which we can easily go into debt. It's one thing to say we're never going to use debt again, but then have all the tools in place to be able to go into debt instantaneously. And so it's like it's kind of like an addict. Like it, an addict wants to quit, but it's going to be awfully hard to quit if the thing they're addicted to is right in front of them and accessible on a moment's notice. And so in the financial world, for a lot of us, that means we need to just get rid of the credit cards. We need to get rid of the HELOCs. We need to get rid of whatever that thing is that can easily allow us to go back in. We just need to remove it from our life. Now, some people say, well, Travis, I'm just going to keep the credit card just in case. And I'm not going to use it, but it's going to be a great emergency fund. And so I'm going to keep it. And that's the problem because you will need it because it's your escape route. You've not committed to getting out of debt If you decide to keep that card, you've decided to let it be an option if X, Y, and Z play out. And X, Y, and Z will play out at some point in life. It might be a long time from now. But if if your question is, how do I stay out of debt, this is important. So we need to eliminate the means by which we can easily go into debt. Number three, we need to get back to the basics with our budgeting. And we talk about budgeting a lot in here. And we try to talk about it in a way that... It doesn't suck. Budget, budgeting only sucks if we make a sucky budget, so let's not make a sucky budget. And it's not about spending less, it's about spending better. And so part of that is just the intentionality piece. We need to spend, save, give all the income that we have coming in, we be intentional about it, we execute, and then we track it and know what happened. That's pretty simple. But we have to get back to those basics because if we don't want to go into debt, We have to be intentional about how we're spending, saving, giving our money. And if we are being really intentional, it's hard for our budget to explode on us terribly and send us careening back into debt. And so it it is important that we budget intentionally. Again, not spending less, just spending better. And we know how much money we have to spend, and then we spend that. And we don't spend more, 
And doing that will prevent us from needing to go back into debt. Number four, we need to have some level of cushion in our checking account. And this is a part that, that confuses some people is that our goal is not to spend every dollar in our account every month. The goal is to spend every dollar we make that month. And so we need to have something in the bank account at the beginning of the month. $1,000, $2,000, whatever yours is. I, I have clients that, that keep 200 scary. I have clients that keep over 100000 a bit excessive. We need to figure out what works for us. My wife and I, we've always used about 2000 and so we talked about being intentional with our budgeting and, and not, not going over our budget. We're going to go over our budget. Like something's going to happen. Like we're just, we're going to mess something up. A couple categories will be out of whack, something unexpected. And all of a sudden we'll be over our budget. But if we have cushion in our account, that's okay. Let's say we have a $2,000 cushion and we overspend on our budget by $500. Not insignificant, but if we overspend by $500, we're not going back into debt. Our cushion just shrinks to $1,500 heading into the next month. So that doesn't hurt us. Now, along the same lines, number five, we need to have an emergency fund. We need to have money set aside so when life hits us square between the eyes, which it will, it always does, we're prepared. Whether that's a job loss, medical bills, losing work because of a sickness, your car breaking, a plane ticket that you suddenly have to buy that you didn't know you're going to have to buy. A lot of these things can get us. And so when they do, we need to have an emergency fund set aside. Now, there's a lot of debate in the financial world, especially on social media, about where do we keep an emergency fund? And, and the world's obsessed with high-yield savings accounts. And I think it's nonsense. I think we're dwelling on the wrong things. It's not about earning as much interest as we can. If we earn $30 of interest or $20 of interest versus $3 of interest, that's not going to significantly sway our life. What is important is that when we need that money, we have it. And so I am an advocate for having your emergency fund tied to your checking account. So you have a checking account, which is where theoretically all of your money comes in and goes out every month. That's, that's what you spend out of. And your savings account would be tied to that. So literally on a moment's notice, if you need a couple grand from your emergency fund, and, and while we're on the emergency fund, you know, figure out how much you need. You know, do you need three months of expenses? Maybe four, five, six, eight? You pick your number and set the money aside and then just don't touch it unless you need it. And so when you need the money, on a moment's notice, you can move it from your, your savings to your checking, and everything is good. Now, you might be frustrated that you had to burn some of your emergency fund, and you feel like you're getting behind, but that's not debt. That's just eating some of your emergency fund, and we live to fight another day. And so a lot of the high-yield savings accounts are in other institutions which by the very nature of that mean it takes several days to get the money to land in your account where you need it. And so I am an advocate for tying it to your checking account, and I don't care how much interest it pays me or if it pays me interest at all. I don't care because you're not trying to make money on an emergency fund. You are trying to protect yourself and have the money available when you need it. So that's really what I like to think about. Now, other people are going to do different things, and as long as you have something, that's 
that's a lot better than nothing. And so if you have it in a high-yield savings account and it's going to take you a couple days, that's okay. It's okay. Just know it's going to take you a couple days and, and figure out some backup plans in order to bridge the gap if there's a gap. And number six, we can't freak out when life happens. When life gets really intense, our car breaks, we lose a job, medical bills come in, we can't freak out because when we freak out, we make really bad decisions. So let's stay calm. And we might be terrified, we might be stressed, we might be angry, but through all that, let's remain calm because when we're calm, we can make rational, thought-out decisions. Because when we make decisions, when we're freaking out, I don't know about you, but for me and most people I know, we make really bad decisions. When we're freaking out, we make bad decisions. And I've seen that recently as the stock market has fallen, you know, fell 10% in the first 25 days of 2022. And I've been watching a lot of people make a lot of bad decisions. They're making irrational short-term decisions because they're freaking out. So when life happens and we overspend and we, we finally get out of debt and then something happens, we just need to stay calm, make a rational decision, and we move past it. Because if we're, if we're going to freak out, a natural outcome will be that somehow we end up in debt. And some of you are like, I don't care about debt. I'm fine with debt. And if that's where you're at, I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't live your journey and in, in, in my words don't, aren't the be-all, end-all. And so, but this person asking the question, they really want to stay out of debt. And so if you really want to stay out of debt, these are the six things. I think we really need to, to think about and implement in our life. I'm going to go over them kind of to wrap this thing up. We get out of debt. We want to stay out of debt. Number one, commit to ourselves that debt will never again be an option. Because if it is an option, we will eventually use that option. Number two, we need to eliminate the means by which we can go into debt. And for most of us, that looks like a credit card. It looks like a HELOC. And, and you may have some others uh, available to you as well. Number three, we need to get back to basics on the budget. We need to plan intentionally. We need to execute it. We need to know what actually happened. And we repeat. Number four, we need to have some level of cushion in our checking account so that if we overspend, something happens, it doesn't really impact us that much. Number five, we need to have an emergency fund that's closely tied to our checking account so that when the bad thing happens, we just move the money, we take care of it, and we move on with life. Though we might be a little frustrated that life really hit us hard and we feel like we're taking a step back, we, we take care of it and there's no debt that comes as a result of that. And number six, we can't freak out when life happens. We need to stay calm, make rational decisions, and we will live to fight another day and we will do so debt-free. And so that's all I have for today. I hope that helps. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram, Meaning Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meaning Over Money, which is our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And if you decide to buy a course, please don't pay full price. It's our way of saying thank you 
for listening to the podcast. You can get 25% off by using the promo code PODCAST25, PODCAST25. And if you're not interested in that, that's okay. We're just glad that you're here, and we hope this podcast continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. Thank you.